It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. During the 19th and early 20th century, the mass emigration of some 1.3 million Swedes to the United States occurred. In today's episode, I will talk about things like why did they leave? Where did they move to? Swedes in America, Swedish American culture, and a little bit about these, these stories in literature and movie. Hey son, hey, I am Pixel Pia. And this is a Swedish fika, the podcast where I talk about Sweden and Swedes. I am a Swede living in America since 20 years. And on this podcast, I talk about all types of topics that has to do with Sweden and Swedes. And today I will talk about the big emigration during the 19th and early 20th century. So let's start by talking about why so many Swedes left Sweden at this time. Emigration was due to several reasons. One was the sharp population growth. Between 1825 and 1900, the number of children born yearly doubled in Sweden. The difficult living conditions in cities and in the countryside were also important reasons why people chose to leave Sweden. The 1850s edition of Contributions to Sweden's Official Statistics begins with a five-year report from Tabellkommissionen that describes the situation in the country in a vibrant style concerning the weather, the harvest and epidemics. The introduction for 1851-55 begins. As regards climate, 1851 was marked by a cold and rainy summer with a high water level. The annual harvest in the country was estimated to be smaller rather than average and was also marked in many places by damage from ergot fungi and other parasites, a lack of growth and bad weather. Most of Sweden's population lived in the countryside at this time. The population in Sweden was 3,482,541 persons in 1850, of whom 3,131,015 people, or close to 90%, lived in the countryside. The city of Stockholm. The capital and the biggest city had a population of 93,070 persons, or about 2.5% of Sweden's population. At the same time, a number of epidemics raged, such as cholera, dysentery, smallpox and typhus. Cholera was the worst epidemic and took the lives of 26,413 persons. Stockholm was hard hit and lost 7,745 inhabitants. 
Dysentery was the cause of 7,542 deaths, while 6,347 persons succumbed to smallpox from 1847 to 1855. So where did they move? As the result of immigration, the population group in the United States of Swedish extraction was thus well over one million during the first decades of the 20th century. However, it was not evenly distributed throughout the country. The early phase of Swedish immigration established the Midwestern states as a prime receiving area. The agricultural areas in western Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota and western Wisconsin formed the nucleus of the first Swedish settlement. Migration chains were quickly established between many places in the Midwest and in Sweden, encouraging and sustaining further movement across the Atlantic. After the Civil War, the Swedish settlements spread further west to Kansas and Nebraska, and in 1870, almost 75% of the Swedish immigrants in the United States were found in Illinois, Minnesota, Kansas, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. By 1910, the position of the Midwest as a place of residence for Swedish immigrants and their children was still strong, but had weakened. 54% of the Swedish immigrants and their children now lived in these states, with Minnesota and Illinois dominating. 15% lived in the East, where the immigrants were drawn to industrial areas in New England. New York City and Worcester, Massachusetts were two leading destinations. A sizable Swedish-American community has, had also been established on the West Coast, and in 1910, almost 10% of all Swedish-Americans lived there. There, the states of Washington and California had the largest Swedish-American communities. In Washington, a heavy concentration of Swedish-American grew up in the Seattle-Tacoma area. Minnesota became the most Swedish of all states, with Swedish-American constituting more than 12% of Minnesota's population in 1910. If Minnesota became the most Swedish state in the Union, the city of Chicago was the Swedish-American capital. In 1910, more than 100,000 Swedish Americans resided in Chicago, which meant that about 10% of all Swedish Americans lived there. At the turn of the century, Chicago was also the second largest Swedish city in the world. Only Stockholm had more Swedish inhabitants than Chicago. So let's talk a little bit about Swedes in America during this period of time. Swedish mass immigration to the U.S. began in earnest in the mid-1840s when several pioneers, often moving as groups, established a migration tradition between certain sending areas in Sweden 
and particular receiving locales in the United States. Examples of colonies founded by these groups included settlements in, as I said, western Illinois, Iowa, central Texas, southern Minnesota, and western Wisconsin. When the American Civil War broke out, ending the pioneer period of Swedish immigration, the federal census recorded some 18,000 Swedish-born persons in the United States. Ten years later, following the first heavy peaks of Swedish immigration in 1868 and 69, largely due to crop failures in Sweden, the figure was almost five times higher, or 97,332. The rapid increase of Swedish immigration continued, and by 1890, following the single decade of the largest Swedish immigration, approximately 478,000 Swedes lived in the United States. During the 1880s alone, some 330,000 persons left Sweden for the United States, the peak year being 1887, with over 46,000 registered emigrants. The pace of immigration remained high after 1890, and by 1910, the U.S. Census recorded over 665,000 Swedish-born persons in the United States. Just as the Civil War had restricted the number of foreigners who could enter the United States, World War I curtailed the numbers of immigrants during the 1910s, and by 1920, the number of Swedish-born in the United States declined for the first time, the total population standing at 625,000. The year 1923, when over 26,000 Swedes left for the United States, represents the end of some eight decades of sustaining mass migration from Sweden to the United States. From 1851 to 1910, roughly one million people emigrated from Sweden to America. Of those who were born during the latter part of the 19th century, about 20% of the men and 15% of the women emigrated from Sweden. So let's talk a little bit about Swedish-American culture. Swedish-Americans or Svensk Amerikaner. As the Swedish-American community began to be referred to around 1900 was a collective description of the cultural and religious tradition that the Swedish immigrants brought to their new homeland. These traditions were both preserved and changed through interaction with the American society and formed the basis for the sense of Swedishness or Swedish-American identity that developed among the immigrants and their descendants. Swedish America was split culturally, religiously and socially. And by the beginning of the 20th century, different Swedish-American institutions, such as churches, organizations, associations and clubs, 
formed an intricate pattern that spanned the entire American continent, the largest organization were the various religious denominations founded by Swedish immigrants in the United States. The secular organizations attracted fewer members. The Mutual Aid Society included the Vasa Order, the Svitioid Order, the Viking Order and the Scandinavian Fraternity of America. A cultural life quickly developed within the Swedish-American community. Much of it was centered on the Swedish language, which was seen as a key factor for the culture's creation and maintenance. The Swedish language press played an important role in in that respect, and it has been estimated that between 600 and 1,000 Swedish-language newspapers were published in the United States. Midsummer celebrations occurred as early as the 1870s and had become quite common by the 1900s, often filling the function of a Swedish or Swedish-American national day. It is no coincidence that Svenskarnas Dag in Minneapolis, the Swedes' day, has been celebrated in the middle of June since 1934. Even though predictions of the demise of the Swedish-American community have been heard ever since Swedish mass immigration to the United States came to a halt in the 1920s, some 4 million persons still responded Swedish to the question of their ancestry in the 2000 U.S. census. Swedish America Today Swedish America Today overwhelmingly consists of descendants of Swedish immigrants, many of whom are by now in the third generation and beyond. Expression of Swedishness today is often focused on family history, foods and holiday traditions and celebrations, but also on an interest in traveling to Sweden and sometimes on learning about modern Sweden and the Swedish language. So there we have a background for all of you that still think of yourself as Swedish Americans. And as I just said, 4 million people in the US today still think of themselves as Swedish Americans. And let's end by talking about maybe the absolutely best depiction of this period of time when it comes to literature and movies. And that is a series of novels by the Swedish author Wilhelm Moberg. Wilhelm Moberg was born in 1898 in Småland in the south of Sweden. He was the fourth child in a family of seven kids and he led a harsh and simple childhood, and early on found an interest in the literary world. He was best known for his novels about the Swedish emigration to America, but concerned primarily with the people of the countryside from which he came and with the system that made life so miserable for them. The Emigrants is the collective name of a series of four novels, as I said. The Emigrants, 
was the first novel, and in Swedish it's called Utvandrarna, from 1949. The second novel was called in English Unto a Good Land. The Swedish title was Invandrarna, the Immigrants, from 1952. The third novel is called The Settlers, in Swedish Nybyggarna, from 1956. And the fourth novel is called The Last Letter Home. The Swedish title was Sista Brevet till Sverige, The Last Letter to Sweden, from 1959. All books have been translated to English. The novel series describes the long and strenuous journey of a party of emigrants from the province of Småland, Sweden, to the United States in 1850, coinciding with the beginning of the first significant wave of immigration to the United States from Sweden. The story focuses primarily on Carlos Nilsson and his wife Christina Johansdotter, a young married couple who live with their four small children Anna, Johan, Lilmerta and Harald, as well as Karloskars, parents and his rebellious younger brother Robert, or as we say in Swedish, Robert, who works as a hired farmhand for the neighboring farmers. The family lives on a small farm at Korpamoen, where the soil is thin and rocky, making growing crops difficult. It is Robert with his friend Arvid who first comes across the prospect of going to America after being tired of being mistreated by the farmers who employed him. When he confronts Karl-Oskar about the idea, Karl-Oskar reveals that he too has come across pamphlets describing conditions in North America for farmers as being much better. Christina, however, is against emigrating, not wanting to leave her homeland and wanting to risk the lives of her children by taking them across the ocean. However, things take yet another tragic turn for the family, which causes Christina to reconsider. These novels has also become movies. The first movie, The Emigrants, or in Swedish Utvandrarna, is a 1971 Swedish film directed and co-written by Jan Truell and starring Max von Sydow, Liv Ullmann, Eddie Axberg, Alan Edvall, Monica Setterlund and Pierre Lindstedt. This film adapts to the, the first two of the four novels, The Emigrants and Unto a Good Land, depicting the hardship the emigrants experience in Sweden and their journey to America. The second movie is called The New Land, in Swedish Nybyggarna is a 1972 Swedish film directed and co-written also this time by Jan Trell and starring the same actors. Both The New Land and The Emigrants were produced concurrently. The second movie adapts the latter half of the four novels, The Settlers and The Last Letter Home, which depicts the struggles of the immigrants to establish a settlement in the wilderness and adjust to life in America. Both movies have been nominated for and won several awards around the world. And while researching this, I came across 
a new version of the Emigrants movie that was filmed in 2021 in Sweden by director Erik Hoppe. One thing I mentioned today was how the Swedish language was one of the key factor when it came to create a Swedish-American society. And in my next episode, I will talk about the Swedish language. The background, some of the difficulties you can have as you try to learn Swedish and also give you some simple but useful expression that you can use when you get to know a Swede. Until next time, as we say in Sweden. Hej då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixel Pia at pixelpia at a swedishfika.com. <laughs>